previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. He doesn't look ready. He did not look ready, and I was wrong. You need to be able to count on defense and running game. They can't do that. I'm still picking Kansas City to win this game on the road and go to the Super Bowl. He will be able to recruit. He will stir up some excitement in the greater Houston area. Cowboy fans have just created a problem for this organization. Did you guys really think that this was a Super Bowl caliber team? Elite quarterbacks find a way, and Tua has proven that he can find a way to get it done. A team that will play well in the regular season. But you don't have to worry about them going to the Super Bowl. He won't be judged by any other measure except making it to the Super Bowl. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Oh, mama, there goes that man. You Ladies and gentlemen, start of our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you are joining us for this, a super edition of the podcast. Pun corny, but intended. Super Bowl edition. And again, I want to uh, thank you for joining us. And if this is your first time checking us out, I want to invite you to participate in the community. That is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast community. You can do so by calling the sports line 24 hours a day at 832-941-6614. Leave a message, a question, a thought, a comment, a rebuttal, any of those things, and you just might end up on the very next podcast. In addition to that, you can go to Facebook, Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page and the fan page. Like the fan page, join the group, be a part of the group, interact with the group, make posts, vote on poll questions, post things about your favorite team, and really interact with all the wonderful folks who post there every day. So we certainly invite you to do that. And of course, if you want to follow me on social media, on threads and Instagram at the Devin Wade and on Twitter slash X at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. And there is the website, Wade's Word Productions. Dot com. Well, this time out, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, and the conversation went a lot further than that, and you'll hear those in just a bit as from the Defender Network writer and journalist Terrence Harris from our special teams unit joins us to give us his thoughts on the Super Bowl and the Texans and a couple of other things. In addition to that, our guy Reggie Brown, former NFL wide receiver and again, member of the special teams unit, he'll give us his predictions. And of course, I want your predictions. I've already had some folks call in with theirs on the sports line and I'm going to post those probably in a brief cast and we'll get that on. I've also posed the poll question. We'll get that on as well. And again, 832-941-6614. So let's get started with a few headlines. Of course, we'll talk about the Super Bowl, but I want to talk about this. Jose Altuve signs an extension through 2029 for the Houston Astros. So I'm excited about that because he will likely play his entire career as a Houston Astro. So I am really excited because, you know, I'm a native Houstonian and there are a few guys that embody the energy and the love of the city. And he's one of those guys. I mean, he's he's the guy we remember the most from this era. You know, another guy that I really hate that we had to lose, but he's a, a Houstonian for life, in my opinion, anyway, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is one of those guys as well. Obviously, he had to move on, but it's so fortunate and rare to be able to hold on to a guy for his entire career, a guy that is the cornerstone of this run that the Astros have had since 2017 and uh, yeah so that's exciting I'm excited about that excited about baseball period also the World Cup announced that there will be seven games in the city of Houston seven World Cup matchups including a knockout round in the round of 16 so that is cool that's cool and I've been saying this for years and I I really got to get on this I am going to cover some World Cup. So I want to take y'all with me at some point, and we will at some point talk about more international football. 
and I'm not there yet, but I'm going to take baby steps. I'm going to start with the Dynamo and some of these international friendlies and all of those things. So that's coming up. You can look forward to that. And that's happening in 2026. So i got a little bit of time, but not much, because before you know it, the World Cup will be here, literally here in the city of Houston. So that's a whole lot of fun. In addition to that, the NBA trade deadline is right around the corner. We'll talk about whatever happens there. There's some talk that the Houston Rockets may be making some moves. We'll have to see what they decide to do. So there are a lot of little things going on, but the big thing, obviously, is the Super Bowl. For me, I have called this since uh, preseason, and I have called this since the start of the playoffs. And it was a somewhat irrational belief to think that the Chiefs, who've not gone on the road in the playoffs and had this kind of success with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, it was hard to imagine for a lot of folks that they would go into Buffalo and they would go into Baltimore and win those games. And again, win a tough home game against Miami, although the the elements really did help them out in that situation. But let me say this. I have full belief in Pat Mahomes. You, even when the receivers were down, what I didn't anticipate was how Travis Kelsey has come to life. And I think while Pat Mahomes will continue to get the headlines, you have to talk about what this defense has done in that running game. And that brings me to how I think the game will play out. See, one of the things that we keep looking at, and there'll be a lot of talk about Kelsey, and there'll be a lot of talk about Mahomes, and there'll be a lot of talk about Brock Purdy and that San Francisco 49ers offense. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Jennings. They have tools over there. They have talent on that side of football. But here is the key stat. Against the Baltimore Ravens, Isaiah Pacheco ran the ball 24 times against the Baltimore Ravens. 24 times he ran the ball. He averaged 2.8 yards per carry. But guess what? They kept running him. The difference is between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers have allowed 159 yards rushing per game in the playoffs. This is just in the playoffs. They're averaging, they're giving up on average 5.6 yards per carry. That tells me a couple of things. Pacheco's going to do work. He's going to get it done, and I think that will play into the philosophy of how the Kansas City Chiefs will go at the 49ers. Because think about this. If you ran the ball 24 times and Pacheco only averaged 2.8 yards per carry and you kept doing it, that means you were definitely committed to the run and you believed in your defense. If you can average not 5.6, if you can average 4.6 yards per carry running the football, it's going to be a long day for that 49ers defense. Now, again, you talk about good running teams in Detroit that they played, and you had an explosive performance by Aaron Jones that the 49ers had to face. But, boy, and, and i tell you what, the guy that the the Chiefs will be missing, and you could talk about Tyreek and Eric B. Enemy not on the sideline and all of those things, you are really going to miss uh, Jerick McKinnon, who is on the IR. He was a guy that was valuable to this team at different spots last year, especially late in the season, in the postseason. It will be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and it'll be Pacheco, and they're going to try to get some things done on the ground, and I think they're going to have a lot of success. Now, I know Pacheco might earn it, but I think they're going to give the MVP to Pat Mahomes, but watch out for that defense. I do worry about Joe Tooney on that offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has a pec injury. doesn't look like he's going to play. That may impact their effectiveness and how they run the football. Here's, here's how they could lose the game. If you have a devastating drop or two or a fumble or some sort of tip that leads to an INT, because of these inept receivers who have been inept for most of the season, although they played tremendously in the postseason or, or exceptional. Rasheed Rice is a really nice player. I don't think he's the problem. Tony, Kadarius Tony, is able to play. Don't know if he will play. Don't know if he should play. But again, uh, what can you do if Hamilton from the Ravens couldn't stop Travis Kelsey? I can't imagine how they're going to totally shut down Travis Kelsey in this game. So we'll have to see. It's going to be really, really interesting. I think it'll be close. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will play it close. They weren't super aggressive 
in the second half versus the Ravens. I don't know that they'll have to take those sorts of chances, especially if they get the run game going. So I'm going to take the the Chiefs to the tune of 27-17. How about that? For an underdog. But it could go the other way if those receivers really let him down. But you really only need a handful of plays from those guys. You got the big play by Valdez Scanling. And I tell you what, that sealed the deal in that game. But it was Kelsey that got the work in. Watson is another guy on the fantasy side that's giving me some work at a very, very low cost if you want to talk about gambling. So there's, there's that. So I'm a Watson guy. Now, again, if you don't watch the Chiefs a lot, you don't even know who that is. But, yeah, he's a guy that I can count on a lot. I'll just go with a basic philosophy. Most of the time, if you have the best coach and the best quarterback on the same side of the ball, that team is going to win the Super Bowl. Going to take a time out. When we come back, we will hear from King T, Terrence Harris from the Defender Network. And, of course, down the road, we'll hear from Reggie Brown and a whole lot more. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast anywhere you get your podcast your children are the most precious gift god has given you their well-being is of the utmost importance and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is well non-negotiable so why not end your search at brighter brains learning center located in stafford texas brighter brains is a licensed family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love safety and quality care for children ages six weeks to five years old for more information call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. I know that I predicted a close game and then had a 10-point spread, but I mean close going into the fourth quarter and maybe the Chiefs score late to blow it open. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, so does that make sense? It's a 10-point spread, but a, a close game, you know, like almost like in basketball where the, the final score doesn't indicate how close the game was after guys hit a bunch of free throws. I think the game will be close in the fourth quarter and maybe the Chiefs pull away with a late touchdown or a late field goal to make it a two-score game. But I talked about Justin Watson on the season. I mean, he came through for me for a guy who was like $3,300 on the salary cap each week on, on DraftKings. So, I mean, for the season, he had 27 receptions for 460 yards. But Rasheed Rice, 938 yards on the season, seven touchdowns. Uh, another guy, if you're talking about a sleeper guy who may get a touchdown, just if you on the fantasy thing, Noah Gray might be a guy who could do something. But, uh, yeah, Kadarius uh, Tony is available. Don't know if he'll play. Hardman is there. Scott Moore. Uh, and we'll have to see. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan also has gotten carries in the regular season in the absence of Jarek McKinnon. But this postseason, it has been uh, a situation where Pacheco has 254 yards. It's been Kelsey, though. Kelsey, 252 yards receiving, and he's had 23 receptions in three games. And, it, again, he's doing work, three touchdowns. So those are some of the guys on the Kansas City side. But we had an opportunity to catch up with our guy from the special teams unit. We call him King T, Terrence Harris. King T is back again with the new Wow, man, we are here. The football season finale is almost over, but it is the Super Bowl. How excited are you about this particular matchup? Obviously, your Browns didn't make it, but aside from that, how excited are you about this Super Bowl matchup? But, but, but why you got to stab me like that, man? I'm running <laughs> off the jump. I mean, golly. I'm just saying, I mean, we're just going to get the elephant out of the room. You know what I mean? We're going to address yeah, it right I mean, out the gate. You just jump right out there. I mean, you know, I'm just throwing, throwing darts, man. Well, yeah, my brows out there. And, and, and so every year when the brows out there, the Super Bowl just kind of, you know, but I will say this. This was the, the matchup that I, I don't think anyone really, really wanted. 
uh, I think at some point we were all, I mean, we, we were all cheering for Baltimore and Detroit. I was not, but go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I think most of us were, man. I, I mean, most of us were, you know, we were, we were, we were riding high, you know, with, with, with them. And, I, and, and so, but Lamar, you know, playoff Lamar and regular season Lamar, two different guys, man. Yeah, and yeah. I would say this, and, and I get the the sentiment that I, this, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand why people are doing this thing like uh, Pat Mahomes is Tom Brady or someone. You just say, oh, I'm tired of seeing him there. And I've heard that a couple of different places. I'm tired of Mahomes being there. How can you be tired of, like, greatness and what this guy has been able to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, well, I think what happens is you take it for granted. It's probably more what you what, what they're doing. You know, and that's why they're saying they're getting tired of seeing him. Because, I mean, I mean, the dude's been there, what, four times already? Yeah, yeah. This is fourth, right? This is the fourth time. Yeah, yeah, yeah fourth, fourth time. I mean, you know, and that, like, he ain't been in the league for, what, five, five years, maybe? <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's, he's an amazing dude, but you just don't see a lot of people on that. And I get a lot of people rooting for Lamar Jackson. And I certainly understand the, the Cinderella story that was the Detroit Lions. But, you know, again, this is – this is a matchup that if going into the season, you could have said conceivably, yeah, this is going to be the matchup. Obviously, a lot of people thought Philadelphia would be going back because they got better with the draft, and you thought Hurts was a year older. But this is kind of the matchup. These are the big boys. Right. This is. I mean, you know, so it's it's going to be interesting. I, I Now, personally, I think that the Chiefs will win it because Mahomes is a hard guy to beat, man. I mean, he just – he will pull it out out of nowhere. I mean, and, and, and as long as Kelsey's on the field with him, you know, I think they got a chance. I, I mean, I, now I do think that 49ers defense is a little bit better than, than the Chiefs, but I also think that, you know, I think the Mahomes number just, we're just so used to, to, to them finding a way. And that's what I think is going to happen again this time. I mean, you know, I mean, I was amongst, amongst those people who didn't think that they were as good this year, that they had lost a little something, but clearly they haven't. Well, and I think they lost a lot, honestly. And I think that you look at what Baltimore did in that game that made things easier for Kansas City to win. I don't think they're as good at, at receiver, and their receiver struggled all year long. But they've come up big in the last couple of games. I mean, they've yeah. they've gotten it done. And, I mean, this is the time you have to count on them, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so – I don't know. I just, I just, I have a hard time rooting against them, and and I also, I look at Purdy, and I and I give him some credit, you know, but I also think that he's he's a guy that that you know, if he doesn't show up early, if he you know if he continues to wait till to the second half and late in games to kind of turn it on, I think when you play a dynamic offense like the Chiefs, I mean, you can find yourself in a huge hole. And I think that's going to be one of their problems is that Purdy sometimes it takes him a while to get going, man. Well, they got off to a slow start against Detroit. And if you get that far behind against Kansas City, ain't no coming back from that. But I will say this. You know who who Kansas City reminds me of? And I mentioned this on KTSU Sports Talk. Sort of like the way they handle the Baltimore Ravens. And that's to not take away from the Ravens defense and what they did in the second half of that game. But it seems like they took – I'm not going to say they took the foot off of the gas, but they didn't play with the urgency in the second half. I mean, that was a team that punted five possessions in a row in the second half of the AFC Championship game and still won the game. It seemed like if they needed it, they could have been much more aggressive. What were your thoughts on how the Chiefs handled the second half of that Ravens game? You also got to get a Ravens defense a lot of credit too, right? And, and then the offense. I mean, like the, the Ravens should have won that game. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, you you had some inexplicable, you know, mistakes by by the one receiver. He he had a couple of them, you know, and so that kind of hurt them a little bit. But I also think that that defense ain't no joke. I mean, so you you know, you're not going to just, you know, run it up against the Ravens defense. I mean, ever. So you got to pick your spots, be smart, you know, and, and be patient. And that's what they did. I mean, they played like a veteran team. And when they got their opportunities later in the game, I mean, they, they made it work. They made it happen. Yeah, and this is going to be an exciting matchup because, again, you really can make a case for for either team. Obviously, a lot of people like myself are not going to bet against Pat Mahomes. 
But more you look at that offense. I mean, from Brandon Ayuk to Debo Samuel to the guy who still doesn't get talked about enough, but is a MVP candidate in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that yeah. team is so good offensively that they can get it done multiple ways. And yet they haven't gotten off to great starts. They've had problems against Green Bay and Detroit. And, and really, I think, obviously, Detroit shot themselves in the foot and, and yeah. blew that game more than than the 49ers won that game. Uh, so how do you see the game playing out? I think this one is going to be, I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's not going to be the shootout that I think a lot of people think. I, mean, I, I think it's going to be a methodical game, but I, I, but I also believe that Mahomes and, and Kelsey, I think they're going to make enough plays, man. I mean, and that's because that's what those guys do, and they're going to pull it out. It's going to be, it'll probably be a tight game, and and I think they'll pull it out in the end, though. Give me some guys you think, and obviously you know Mahomes, you know Kelsey. Who are some of the other guys that you think are going to have to step up for the Chiefs if they're going to win this game? It's not a single position, but I think it's, it's going to be the offensive line. All five of those guys are going to have to get it done, man. I don't think it's going to be like one singular person, but I, I really do think that offensive line-wise, they, they gotta those guys got to make sure that they're, they're tight because the 49ers' defense is pretty good too, as we know. Yeah, and I think if they can get Pacheco going and take some of the pressure off of that passing game and those receivers. Yeah. But I think, you know, you look at a guy like – like Pacheco, I think he'll be a, a big factor. I think you probably only need three or four plays from a receiving position if Kelsey can repeat that performance. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how they uh, cover Kelsey because Kelsey, for the majority of the season, people were like, oh, he's lost a step. He was kind of maybe he's distracted by Taylor Swift. But boy, as soon as those playoffs came, he showed up and showed out and did yeah. his thing. Yes, he did. I mean, now is, is Taylor coming? Because I heard she's like overseas in Japan or somewhere. So the Taylor watch has begun, and it looks like she has a show in Tokyo, but she has ample time to make it back to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So she could be coming in on a helicopter on the way back from. I mean, obviously she'll have a plane over from Asia, but yeah. then a helicopter from the airport to get her to the stadium on time. The the latest rumor is, and I don't know if anyone cares that listens to this podcast, but the rumor is he may propose after the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. Oh, I mean, see, and, and, you know, and Kelsey, my Cleveland boy, you know, he went to my rival high school, Cleveland Heights High School. I went to Shaker. But, you know, I I got to, you know, I, I got to give him the side eye, man. You know, he had this, this beautiful sister all of them years. He ain't never, he ain't never tried to marry her. He what? ain't do all these things. I mean, and now all of a sudden, you know. He gonna marry a billionaire. Yeah, so so yeah, I'm sorry for the sister, but he might be marrying a billionaire. So I don't know how that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still it's still Becky with the good hair, man. <laughs> She's a billionaire. Which again, I can only name like one of her songs. Can you name any Taylor Swift not, song? Not zero. I mean, you know, I we I've been talking about that with people the last couple of days after the whole jay-z thing and i'm like i don't know her music but i know that this woman is pushing weight i mean you know oh, yeah. yeah yeah man and, and, and i mean and, and as big as beyonce is when you put her up against that monster i mean it's it's it's, it's really not a huge comparison unfortunately in terms of you know i'm not talking talent i'm just talking influence and and and, and weight with you units and, and she is pushing units i mean be made a half a million. What was it? Uh, a half a billion. Uh -huh. This girl made four billion. It's crazy what her influence is. So much so that the Republicans are hating on Taylor Swift. And yeah. All of this stuff is just so out of hand when you think about it on average. And I heard this reported that she's only on camera for an average of 25 seconds a game over a three and a half hour television broadcast. And yet people are in such an uproar about Taylor Swift. And I will tell you this: the only song I can name, "Shake It Off." See you. See, shake I'm, it I'm off. Shake it off. Hey man, I have to look at you a little different. Hey man, look, I'm on the, the Taylor train too, man. Oh, oh no, nah, not man. even. Okay. Not even. I think <laughs> you, you know. can't go back home to the hood with that one, man. <laughs> Maybe I could chop and screw it. You know, I'm from H Town, man. We chop and screw stuff. Maybe we. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah, need yeah, to do. Yeah. Chop and screw Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. 
No, I, I'm going to let you go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> well, let's talk about a, a couple of other things. Eric B. Enemy, who left the Chiefs, and, and for a lot of years, people thought that that affected their performance. Talk a little bit about the fact he just got fired. Was it a mistake going to the commanders? I mean, obviously he did that to show that he could do it on his own and that would maybe give him a better opportunity at a coaching job. He wasn't even in the mix for any of these jobs. Yeah, I mean, but it's hard. You know, guys, it's it's, it's hard to, to, to be in the mix when you when when your staff has been fired, when your your team has been fired. And they, they didn't do all that great. I mean, I can see if they did great offensively or something like that. The offense struggled. I mean, but hell, he didn't have a whole lot to work with either. But it was it's hard to justify that when you bring a guy in, you want to you know, theoretically you want to be bringing a guy in is on the, on the upward trajectory, not not a guy that you know is coming off of a fired staff. And and I know the headlines today said that the the, the, the commanders fired him or, the, or Dan Quinn fired him. But the, the the fact of the matter is, most coaches when they come in, they bring they they bring their own people, man. You know, and and there just hadn't been enough success offensively to for Dan Quinn to even feel compelled to keep him. I mean, you know, you want to start afresh. So you know, I kind of get that, and I think that I think that Eric's gonna be fine. I, I believe that um, he'll get picked up by somebody at some point with all of these people moving around right now. So I think he'll he'll find a nice landing spot. Um, I hope he he can land as an offensive coordinator. But if he doesn't, then I, what you hope is that he'll go ahead and just sit out the year. Yeah, and that's interesting, man. When you hot, you are hot. You remember one time Byron Leftwich. Uh, was really hot, and now you don't ever hear his name at all. So it's just one of those things where you're always like, man, guys, when they, when you have the opportunity, you better jump, especially as a coach, because uh, yep. those team those uh, those opportunities don't don't stick around for long. As as we uh, a couple things with the the on the Houston scene, your sort of your final assessment of the 2023 football season for the Texans. I mean, I think there's a lot to be excited about, man. I mean, I think um, obviously, you, you know, when you talk about you know CJ and what he's able to do, but I mean, I'm I'm loving the defense, man, for real. And I think Will Anderson and those guys, I think you know, are just, I mean, and that I think they are the truth. I mean, they they may need a couple players here and there, you know, to, to to tighten some things up. I mean, they they probably could use another lockdown corner. I mean, you know, um, for sure. Uh, and, and they can they can address those things in the draft. I mean, and obviously because Cle- they got Cleveland's picks, you know, they got all our picks, <laughs> you know, right now. So they they can they can address some 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 immediate needs. Uh, you like to see them. I mean, like right now, we're hearing that you know Mike Evans might be wanting to come to to come here. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good fit unless you get cap wise and, and, and money wise, he, he's going to make sense. But I mean, you know, you, I think with Nico and, 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 uh, Tank Dale and, 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 and Tank, I mean, yeah, you, Brown, you, yeah, yeah, you, you got a pretty good receiving court, but I mean, I think you could use another veteran if you can get one so that that would help. Uh, they got to address this running, this running back situation. I mean, you know, you got to have some type of threat of a ground attack. Yeah, and that was a a big Achilles heel. They couldn't run. Leading Russia averaged, and and that was Singletary, who wasn't even supposed to be your starter, averaging 52 uh, 52 yards a game rushing. That's not going to get it done. Well, it's not going to get it done, but, I mean, you also got to look at the offensive line and and make sure that, you know, that they're they're opening holes. I mean, I I think that they did a decent job of protecting Stroud, but, I mean, but are they they creating holes, you know, for these running backs to to sneak through? I mean, and and, um, and so, you you know, you got to look at that. But, I mean, I think the good thing about running backs, man, is is right now they, they really are a dime a dozen. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, you got you got guys that you can go get. I mean, you know, and you could also address it through the draft and you can do that in the, in the second or third round. Right, well, actually, third or fourth round. Yeah. And we'll have to see what they end up doing. Want to ask you uh, about the Astros. Astros, Altuve signs an extension today. He will retire. Look, likely end his career and play his entire yeah. career as a Houston Astro. And also they added Josh Hader. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, some of the Astros uh, goings on? I, I like it, man. I, I like some of the things that they've done. I mean, you know, you. You wondered if they were going to take a step back in this post-Dusty Baker era, but I, I think that, you know, 
Uh, Brown, I mean, I, I, you know, the GM, I, I think that he's made some some strong moves. I mean, I don't know about the manager just yet, but I mean, but I think uh, I've definitely been impressed with Dana and I think, you know, some of his decision making. So we'll see. I mean, you know, they could keep it moving. I mean, and keep it going. Who knows? I mean, but I, I, I like the move that Dana's making. So before we let you get out of here, what you've been writing about in the Defender for the Defender Network? Man, I mean, you know, some of everything. You know, we we, we took a, a a nice little deep dive on um Chris Dishman. Uh, you know, with a with a nice feature on him last week. This week, we have something looking at the Rockets as, as they head into the, into into the All Star break and and what you know what they might do. I mean, there's still a lot of possibilities that could take place between you know now and Thursday when 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 the trade deadline hits. But you know, will they will they make a move? Because right now they're they're sitting in, in eleven, and obviously we know that they need to get to 10 and you know you got utah and, and, and the lakers sitting right there in front of them uh you know which which one of those teams might slip a little bit and, and maybe they can make a surge and and you know after the all-star break you know, so look at the possibilities there i mean you know there's so many rumors out there that they were they were willing to shop Jalen. Uh, you know, but I don't, I don't know that i mean you know i think that they might be resigned to kind of stay the course and see what they can do yeah, and so with that, let me uh, – two things. I ask you this every year. How are you watching the Super Bowl? Where and how are you watching this year's Super Bowl? I think I'm watching at home, man. I think I'm going to fire up the grill. Me and my boy, we're going to sit up and, you know, and, and, and eat eat some barbecue and, and sit up and watch the big screen, man. And, and I, I think that's how we're going to do it. But, you know, he might ditch me for his boys the way he does, you know, sometimes. So yeah, he's getting, sure what is it? What year is he now? Junior? The senior? He's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. Nigel's a junior, man. Yeah, so now, yeah, he's at the age where he might watch the game with his boys. Or you might have to I, entertain did, a bunch of his boys. He did last year. Now, I'm not doing I'm not doing all that. I, I, need, <laughs> I need peace. <laughs> so you can't have a team over, right? No, you can't have a team over. You can go to their house. <laughs> right. So give me a score and the MVP. Okay, I mean the 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 score is going to be, I'm gonna say 31-24, and I'm gonna say Kelsey's gonna go be MVP so that you know Taylor can come on stage, <laughs> you know he can say I'm going to Disney, then turn around and say, "Can will you marry me?" And that's gonna be gold. <laughs> That'll be the internet will it literally explode if that happens. Although you know, again, it's missing all of us. You know what I mean? Are you looking forward to Usher? Are you an Usher fan? Oh yeah, I, I, I like Usher, man. I, I really do. I got to know him a little bit because one of my best friends used to be his choreographer. Okay, man, just really good. Good down to earth cat, you know, a lot of fun, just good people. So I'm looking forward to it, and I, and I know he's gonna put on the show. Well, he because may. that Vegas show I heard has been off the chain. Yeah, now he announced his tour, and he's not coming to Houston. So you have to go to Dallas to see him so, he or Austin. He's who, not. Who, who doesn't come to Houston? I don't know what that's about. He he's going to Austin and he's going to Dallas, but not Houston. But that's your boy. So <laughs> I mean, who goes to, you you go to Austin before you come to Houston. Hey, man, I don't know who his booking agent is, man. I don't know how they rolling. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, but you know something, though? I, I might go to Austin. You can have all of that. <laughs> you, know you, don't like, you don't like Usher? That's all right, man. Usher's I mean, okay. But you singing you Taylor Swift songs, man? I can sing an Usher song. I, 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 you know what? There are about four Usher songs I like. And my, I guess my favorite is You Don't Have to Call. And then, um, let me see, Here I Stand. And uh, what else? Uh, that's one. That's about it. <laughs> Maybe a yeah. couple more. I'm not a Usher guy. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just how, how, did, how did you? Now, how did you like that? How did you like that? You don't have to call a video. Uh, I mean, it was as I recall. It was. It was nice. Yeah. See, now, that, that was that was the Cleveland brother. That was my boy Todd Sams. He did. He did all the choreography, and he also, if I remember correctly, Usher let him put together that whole video. So he. He put the script together. He that did, was nice, know, man. As I recall, because he was, he he came down some stairs or something, and then they all lined up and they danced. I have to go back and yeah. watch that. Now that yeah. I like, I like that that song. Here I stand. It's about it's two or three others I like, but just uh, I don't know, man. I, I've lived through Michael Jackson and Prince, Marvin Gaye. You know, man, get over it. They, they, them guys ain't coming back. Yeah, they ain't coming back. But they, guess what? They still got them on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can still watch. Man, if for some reason, like I've been getting all of the 
the old Jackson Five oh, I mean, TikTok video. That might have come from me, man. That might have been me because I'm a I'm an MJ fan, and everything before for from Thriller and before. And I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, man. After after Thriller, you know, bad and all that. That was that was cool, but Thriller and before, like Destiny. Come on, man. Oh yeah, because that's what I am. I'm a Jackson fan, you know. Like I, I always liked Mike, you know, and I, and I and I and I respected his enormous talent. But it was nothing like seeing him up on that stage with his brothers. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and see, that's what. Yeah, and people don't remember this. They a lot of people remember that the freakish kind of, you know, the mega mega superstar. But when he was with his brothers, all of them cats were cool because they were young teenagers and young young adults. You know what I mean? And they were they were cool, yep. cool. Like you know, they yep. were in their prime, and obviously he got super super isolated, and all the weird stuff happened later on with his appearance and all that. But hey, man, when you're right, man, when he was with his brothers, that was some great great stuff, man. So yeah, you know, like I, I, you know, I still watch that last performance with his brothers in, in New York, the, you know, the, the day before nine eleven. Yeah, and, yeah. And like that is that to me, that's the best part of that show. Well, I tell you what, if you're interested in Mike, go back and watch that Netflix documentary, The Greatest Night of Pop. That was a pretty good night, a pretty good documentary, and it really highlights uh, Lionel Richie who had the best yeah. 24 hours of any pop show just about. What he did was he hosted the American Music Awards, won five or six awards, left there, and produced a song that he and Michael Jackson wrote, We Are the World, with some of the greatest artists in the history of pop music in yeah, the I, studio. Yeah, I watched that already, man. And I, I, don't, I still don't understand how they pulled that off. It was amazing. I kept looking at the clock like, aren't they tired? But then you forget these are musicians and entertainers, man. They used to being up all night. They used to being up all night, yeah, because I would have been up under somebody's speaker, man, or something. I would have been like, yeah, I'll just I... roll drunk, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, can we finish the, the interview in Swahili? <laughs> did you catch, <laughs> did you catch I, Stevie I... with the Swahili, man? Yeah, man, see, yeah they, they were all off the chat, man. Yeah, that Ooh. was wild. So, hey, man, happy Super Bowl weekend, and we'll catch up with you soon on the other side. All right, same, same to you, bro. For past episodes or more content, go to WaysWordProductions.com. I want to thank Terrence Harris. And, uh, I mean, if you think you heard some Usher talk there, you got some more Usher and Taylor Swift conversation. How do you guys feel about all of that? 832-941-6614. Going to take a brief time out here from our sponsor, Cobank Homes, and our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. On the other side, Reggie Brown from the Special Teams Unit. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Yeah.
mix, our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. And, of course, if you have music you want heard on the podcast, you can email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com, music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track at the end of the show. Well, with that, let's get right into it with our guy, former NFL wide receiver, all swag phenom wide receiver from Alabama State, our guy, you know him, you love him, Reggie Brown. Man, it is the culmination of it all. It's Super Bowl Sunday coming up. It's the best of times and the worst of times because after Sunday, and we got a preview of this this past weekend, no Sunday football. But after this Sunday, no more football for a long, long time unless you're talking about the spring football league, which I don't. it's not the USFL. Is it the UFL, United Football League? Is that it? Yeah, they did something with combining the USFL with the XFL, which I thought last year, both of those leagues did a pretty good job. I mean, I think more people were involved, but certainly it's not the NFL. So this is the culmination. And, um, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan and it was bittersweet, but hopefully it ends with the great Super Bowl. Well, what do you think of the matchup? I know that a lot of people were rooting for other teams to get there. Obviously, you were. But a lot of people are, like, critical of this matchup, like almost crestfallen or disappointed in this matchup. These are heavyweights that are playing each other. Why are people so disappointed in this Super Bowl matchup? Well, I think that it's the Brady effect where you don't want to see the guy who keeps winning win. So that's Mahomes and then – You know, obviously with Brock Purdy, you keep thinking that he's going to fail and he just keeps winning. So there's not a whole glitz and glamour around the two hard-nosed football teams who get after it defensively. And uh, But I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, I I really do think that both teams deserve to be here. They beat the top competition and they've earned the right. Nothing has been given to them. See, I came into the season saying Kansas City. I went into the playoffs going Kansas City. I just think that Kansas City had the type of season that did not look like similar seasons to when they were really firing on all cylinders offensively. You saw the receivers dropping footballs. They lost games that in the past you don't think they would have lost. And in addition to that, Kelsey didn't seem like himself into the playoffs. What do you think about their season leading up to this Super Bowl? Well, I think that None of that really matters for them. I think that when you've been to the AFC Championship game four out of the last five years and when you've won Super Bowls and lost Super Bowls, you're tried and tested. You know, it's true to you. You know that nothing matters until you get to January football. And so they hit the switch and they know how to win and they got a coach who's done it for a while, you know, starting back in Philadelphia and you got to quarterback who has just proven time and time again that he's going to come through in the clutch and you got a solid defense uh, and each one of the teams over their Super Bowl run has been kind of different you had the teams with Cheetah and now you got this team with no standout receivers so they just find a way to get it done so this is not unexpected uh, even if we wish somebody else was there well, a lot of people rooting for Lamar Jackson, and, and we yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about that. What were your thoughts on his performance? Because in that whole situation with Kansas City defeating the Ravens in the uh, AFC Championship game, I thought that game was all about coaching, man. I, obviously, as the quarterback position, you get to make some decisions, but that is a running first football team. And when your running backs only get eight carries, that doesn't bode well for Baltimore and what they do. And I think it started with that and it ended with that. And they were still in the game. I mean, even deep into the fourth, and they just never got to what they do. It seemed like they ball and be physical. It seemed like that they panicked, almost similar to the first half against the Texans, where they just looked a little peeved. They looked a little disheveled, and it looked like they played with with a uh, almost like a fear, especially in that second half of the game, going for it on your on what uh, t- twenty nine yard line, or whatever eighteen yard line, whatever it was. Yeah. It would have yeah. ended the game. I mean, it was successful. They converted. 
but when you look at it, he did not. I mean, Lamar, and, and again, he's the MVP, deservedly so. But outside of that passing kiss to himself and that just all-time highlight touchdown pass, aside from that, he was 3 for 10 in the first half for 23 yards. So it was it was not a good performance by him. He, it picked up a little bit in the second half. What do you do? Where do you go from here with that Ravens team? Well, one, I think that you keep expecting that he will eventually make a play. But they are a zone read offense, and I think they remove part of the read, the whole offense, when you just fake and throw and fake and throw, or you wait on him to scramble and go make a play instead of staying true to what they did. And I think that they're a solid, solid football team. They, they don't have many cap issues. You know, I think they need to add a bona fide uh, receiver. Um, I think defensively, they're still strong. Continue to work on that run game. And uh, they're going to be right back in it. I don't, I don't think that you change anything except you stay true to yourself. And I think that's the same thing with the, the, the Super Bowl. Will San Francisco stay true to themselves? You know, will they, you know, spread the ball around? Or will they panic in a big situation? I mean, you think about this, and I won't take credit from this. I heard this from someone else, but Shanahan, you know, the last couple of Super Bowls he's been in, he's went into the fourth quarter there, and then when the time to go, he hasn't been able to go. So maybe this will be different for that football team. Well, I'll tell you what, they've not, they kind of bumbled and stumbled their way to the Super Bowl. Going back to that Detroit matchup, I think Detroit did more to lose that game than the 49ers necessarily did to win the game. Obviously, you got to force the turnover and you have to stop and come up with stops on fourth down. But I just think, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this. Dan Campbell just, look, man, you can have a philosophy, but the philosophy has to start and end with winning the game. You have to do what wins the game and not be true to some philosophy that will help you win regular season game. Well, the moment matters, you know, and, and analytics are out the door. I mean, none of us will forget the boy at Seattle throwing the ball on the one-yard line uh, in the Super Bowl against Jews at Seattle when they threw the ball on the goal line. Sometimes yeah. you just got to run the ball. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut and what you know. And I don't see it as Kansas City necessarily stumbling. I mean, San Fran stumbling and bumbling into the Super Bowl. I mean, they had to come back and they had to score the points and they had to get the stops and they had to do all the things. And um, that showed a great deal of intentional fortitude, stick to it. You know, Brock Purdy never wavered and he stayed there right with it. And then, and, you know, at the end of the game, the guys started making plays. So how do you see this game unfolding when you look at it, this matchup? When you look through your crystal ball, what do you see? So I, I really think it comes down to Patrick Mahomes uh, at the end of the game. Uh, but I think that the game will ride on the first three, three and a half quarters of Kansas City being able to run the ball with Pacheco and that three-headed monster that they have, you know, move the chains, don't make mistakes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, this year has had a bit of a turnover problem, almost won a game. So protect the football, run the ball, you know, obviously in key situations, get Kelsey the ball, and then come the fourth quarter, let Mahomes take over. And if they do that, they're going to be fine and win them another Super Bowl. I want to ask you about the receivers for Kansas City uh, in just a second. But let me talk about probably the most underrated unit in this game, and that's Kansas City's defense. Obviously, Mahomes, 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 Kelsey, Taylor Swift, all of those things will get headlines before you get to that defense. But that defense is the reason why they are in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones, when he needs to show up, especially late in the game, he shows up. He is so good and so unheralded in relation to those guys on offense. Talk about that Kansas City defense. I mean, they're just uh, better, better, better than solid. You know, they make plays. And like you said, I think that defensive backfield, uh, they cover well. They play that zone really, really well. Chris Jones, again, guys like him, He's now put himself in the the Donald category, man, you know, where he is just a dominant force, can win a game all by himself. You, you correctly state, I mean, 
what was the two games ago uh, against Miami? He took over that game defensively, man. He started making plays and he does the things that sometimes don't show up in the stats, you know, get everybody else going around him. So, yeah, they've been the number one, number two defense all year long. And, you know, in an era where it's all about offense, they are just dominant. But you talk, you, you just suppose that to San Francisco and you can say the same thing about that defense. Yeah, but that defense doesn't seem to be as good as last year's version. And, and obviously on Kansas City side, uh, Charles Amenahu, the uh, the DN that forced the fumble of Lamar Jackson, and a former Houston Texan, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. he uh, he's out toward ACL, so he's out, and that'll have an impact, I'm sure, um, with the impact, you know, yeah. with the depth on that defensive front. So let me talk about the Kansas City wide receivers. They were the most maligned unit all season long. They were talked about, criticized. Everybody said they cannot get to the Super Bowl unless they make a change. What are they going to do about these woeful wide receivers dropping the footballs? And then all of a sudden the playoffs come. Rasheed Rice doing work. Yes. You have the big uh, Valdez Scanlon uh, catch to yes. seal the deal. These yep. guys are making plays when they have to. Can they do it one more game? Or at some point will water find this level? Well, I think that Rice is going to be a bona fide superstar. I mean, he's starting to show all of the things all year long. He's made some plays, obviously. You know, we talk about the drops, but he's been making some plays all year long. But then I think that you get easy looks when you have Kelsey just taking up so much attention. So there's going to be opportunities. And now the question becomes, at the you know under the brightest lights of them all, can you make a play? So give me a uh, a prediction and, and again kind of uh, a score, a, a winner, and an MVP. Well, th- let me ask you this question first. What about Brock Purdy? I think Brock Purdy is much better than most people, the casual fan, give the, gives him credit for. He's more than a game manager, despite what Cam Newton has said. He makes plays. That being said, he has been shaky at times, especially in the early parts of these games in the playoffs. Uh, and obviously one of them was in the rain, and he had problems gripping the ball and all of that stuff. But I thought that uh, – I, I think that he can really – rely on all of that talent on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you talk about Brandon Ayuk. You talk about uh, uh, Kittle. We mentioned Kittle, and I talked to someone else. We didn't even talk about Kittle. In addition to that, uh, you don't, you know, you got Debo Samuel. Debo. You got yeah. Christian McCaffrey, who is an MVP candidate and still underrated. So if he can just manage the ship and, of course, make some plays, which you'll have to, the plays that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make when these two teams did meet in the Super Bowl before, uh, I think that they are in the mix for sure with uh, a better-than-average chance to win this game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If Mahomes wasn't the quarterback, I think he's now solidifying himself as one of the top six or seven quarterbacks of all time. Um, I can't give it to him yet, but he's certainly in that serious, serious conversation. When you got that guy, you're always in it, and they just find a way to win. I would love to see San Francisco win. I think they got more talent. I think uh, their defense is good enough. You know, they got three solid receivers, including Kittle. You know, McCaffrey. What, what else? What more can you say about that guy? But Andy Reid and Mahomes ultimately, I see winning it. Um, so 24-17 with Chris Jones being the MVP, he takes over the game in the late time and seals the win, similar to what Donald did with the Rams a few years ago. Wow, that is an interesting take. If you look at it, like I said, when you uh, break these teams down, defensive line, I think that would be a push. Wouldn't you say that would be a push? Linebackers, you would probably get San Francisco to edge. Uh, DBs. Uh, wow, I think maybe Kansas City gets the edge there. Kansas City. Wide receivers, clearly, you have to give, even with uh, Ayuk and Jennings and Samuel, I think you got to get San Francisco advantage there. Yeah. And, and, but in the backfield, 
in the backfield. Wow, uh, McCaffrey, you got to go 49ers. Yeah. So while they're yeah. better in in all of those positions except the quarterback, uh, obviously I think the coaching is better on the Kansas City side as well. So I, I just think that with the coach, usually the best coach and the best quarterback win the game. If you look Period. at it traditionally, and who has the best coach and who has the yep. best quarterback, that will be the Kansas City Chiefs. But I could see a scenario where a receiver could come up with a drop or tip a ball that he's supposed to catch and turn over the ball. And knock on wood, it hadn't happened yet, but it could be a difference maker. But I'm like you. I'm taking Kansas City to win. I picked them at the beginning of the season. I picked them at the beginning of the playoffs, knowing that they would have to go to Buffalo and to Baltimore, likely. And they did it. They did it. You know, And, you know, deserve doesn't mean anything in sports, man. But if anybody deserves to win, Shanahan, you know, has been there. You know, you remember he was the offensive coordinator when the Atlanta game. And then the last time San Francisco went, they were right there. So maybe he could find a way to get that last field goal or touchdown to win his first Super Bowl. Okay, well, let's get, we've gotten to the game. You've gotten your score. Then let's get to the foolishness. Taylor Swift, how, how many, over or under a minute on screen for Taylor Swift during the Super Bowl? A minute? Yeah, because oh, you, know, you, <laughs> you know, on, for <laughs> all. <laughs> Hey, that's, it's going to be a minute in the first five minutes. <laughs> but you know what? For all that's said about her, they've done a, they did a, a, they timed it. And on average, she's only on screen 25 seconds a game during a three and a half hour game on average. So, you know, that's pretty, you know, a minute is significant when you're talking about a, a gazillion people watching the game. So you saying over, yeah. right? Uh, easy. Look, man. Well, let, let me say that over a minute talking about her. So they may only show her picture for five seconds, but then they're going to give a dissertation about her shaking somebody's hand or her with his mom or her with this person. <laughs> so, so that's what we remember and that's what we hear. That's why it seems so much longer than 25 seconds. Yeah, so, uh, so again, she's performing in Tokyo. They say it's ample time for her to make it there. It's ample time for her to make it there. Now, he, will or will he not propose in the postgame if they win the Super Bowl? Because that's the Hell moment now. Hell no. <laughs> so, what, what about – I just, I just talked to Terrence Harris from Defender Network about Usher at halftime. How you feeling about halftime? Because I'm not an oh. Usher guy. I'm, not, I'm just not an Usher guy. Uh, that is shocking. I mean that's shocking that you're not an Usher guy. I mean, how much do you play? How much do you play Usher on your show? Well, I'll go old school. I of course, but yeah, I'm. But I'm. If I'm going old school, I'm going Michael Jackson. I'm going Prince. I'm going Marvin Gaye. I'm going Frankie Beverly. I'm going Ronald Ashley. (laughs) So one of these one of these kids is doing his own thing. He's not in the category with those guys. Now, come on. So Usher, Usher ain't the. See, what is that? The two thousand guy? No, 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 man, no. Oh, I guess you're gonna go with R. Kelly then. That was then. That's it. And Chris Brown. Well, again, for me, music died, <laughs> died at a certain point. I mean, you know what, man? To me, the guy who didn't fulfill his destiny is the not heir apparent, but the 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 R and B hip hop guy was Bobby Brown. If Bobby Brown doesn't marry Whitney oh, Houston, really, hey man, really. look, don't be cruel, don't be cruel. Really, really. Come on, man, that was a bad boy. Oh, really? look, and I'm gonna tell you like this, oh, oh my Bobby, God. Bobby Brown, come on, wait a minute, let's hold on, wait a minute, we have to wait a minute, stop, we gotta have this discussion right now. Bobby Brown, a young Bobby Brown. With just a little bit of cocaine in his system, is oh, just as good God. or better dancer than than Usher. <laughs> no way, absolutely. I'm, man, not. Bobby, not even go close. back, go Are back and look at the, me. Man, look I at, don't have to go look at. Come on, tape. man! I cannot That's believe wrong. you betraying our I, did you generation. Just say, 
Bobby Brown is is in the conversation with Usher. A young Bobby oh. Brown could have been. He didn't fulfill his destiny. Of course, he drugs and his all his personal issues got and in the way. Did you say if he didn't marry with? If he, if he didn't marry, I mean, look, if if he would have stayed in them streets, which he probably did anyway. If he didn't hey. stay in them streets, Bobby hey, Brown man. was. I mean, look, go back and look at the "Don't Be Cruel" video and and, and the Roni live in concert. Bobby was a bad, bad oh boy. God. He just, you know, he just went off. All the new edition stuff. Mr. Telephone, man. Oh, my God. Think about Man, the dude can dance, man. I'm just hey, saying. I'm just not a hey, guy. Maybe that's just it. Hey, you bad boys no bad boys. And you always been a bad boy. So I see why you I ain't that bad. Danny ain't that bad. But not. Okay, so, Usher. Okay, so you'll, you'll be looking forward to Usher, right? Oh, most definitely. Usher gonna turn up. Ain't no fans of us about that. Well, like I said, and I don't want to hate on the young man. I think he's he. I give him credit for his his longevity. He's the ultimate consummate professional, and he has about three or four songs that I like. Oh, oh, this was the other thing. Can you name a Taylor Swift song? Don't front because I know you can. You no, no. Shake it off. Come on, man. You can't name Shake It Off. I know that was by Taylor Swift. <laughs> now you disrespecting this billionaire lady. <laughs> hey man, look at him, man. My my skin is my sin. Don't okay. play me, bro. <laughs> so you gonna make this a race thing? <laughs> hey, bro. You doing you doing a lot tonight, man. You are doing a lot tonight. Hey, <laughs> you asked me a question. I gave you the answer, bro. So, so how and where do you watch all the game? I, all I know is she interrupted football. That's all I know. Hey, man. Look, if, she, if she get Kelsey and them over the finish line. Hey, man. And I win a few dollars. I, I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 but I, I'll say that I think she has brought something to the NFL. I mean, I don't find her and this whole thing is some fans have just thought it was obnoxious. I haven't had a real big problem with it, actually. Yeah, I, I, for the most part, I hadn't. It doesn't bother me either. And I, you understand yeah. every time they show us for teenage girls who don't normally. Because think about it. I don't think it's a lot of teenage boys or young men that really just like Taylor Swift like that. I think that's right. a that's women and young girls, I think. I, I, again, I could be wrong, but yeah. Right. So it, it's not for us, and you get it. I mean, and we've been around the NFL long enough to know that they do a lot of stuff that ain't for us. Hey, the way they're cleaning man. up the game and not letting you hit the quarterback, that's not for us. That's for the new fans. You know? I wonder how many Kelsey uh, jerseys got bought by young girls just because of Taylor Swift. I bet you a bunch. The Swifties. Yeah, yeah I bet you yeah, a bunch. Yeah, the Swifties. Yeah, I bet you a bunch, man. So, I mean, hey, it's economically uh, viable for that young man. Uh, however, it goes, he just he he better not cross it around. Even if they better uh, part amicably, because oh otherwise <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna cut into oh. his money. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing too much tonight. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's not just you. We both we bring it out of each other tonight. Yeah. The rabbit hole is deep, bro. I'm just telling you. So where and how are you gonna watch the Super Bowl? Where you? How do you like to watch it? I asked you that last man. year. Yeah, man, I got a couple of people that's invited me to some Super Bowl parties. And, uh, you know, if it were the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl, I'd have to be at home in a room by myself watching the game. I don't want to be interrupted. But I think this would be a good Super Bowl with a good Usher entertaining with the Swifties also engaged. So I'm, I'll probably end up with some friends watching the game. but so And we're going to do something happens. live, right? We're going to do a Facebook oh. Live or Instagram Live on oh, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be making that announcement. And we're going to come together and make that happen, right? Let's go, baby. Yeah, we'll do that. And I'll make the announcement on that. And, and the pregame, probably around 4-ish, we'll do a, a live spot and maybe something in the postgame. We'll compete with uh, Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco. You know what I mean? We'll we'll go with, with the postgame like the fellas do. So, yeah, we'll have something coming up for you on Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, man, I look forward to it, man. Happy Super Bowl Sunday weekend. Hey, man, same to you, man. And listen, don't be cruel. 
Hey man, hey man, I'll tell you what, I'll be looking for a Rony. <laughs> All right, man, we'll catch up. Yeah. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. Want to thank Reggie as always, but let me defend my Bobby Brown take. And maybe you don't know. Maybe you are too young. And if you're of a certain age, you don't know. But Bobby Brown was the dude. Don't be cruel. I need a girlfriend. Every little step I take. Tenderoni. I mean, my prerogative, you know, candy girl. My girl's the best, and that's no lie. She tells me that. Man, look, on our own, Ghostbusters too. What? I'm talking about Bobby Brown. Go back and see if you can find Tenderoni live, the Bobby Brown footage. The dude was the dude. Bobby Brown was my guy. Mr. Telephone Man, where he's screaming about his woman. Then he goes on with his duets with his then-wife, Whitney Houston. That was a bad boy whose career was derailed. Now, again, he didn't have the longevity, but, boy, I dare usher to do half the amount of drugs and alcohol that Bobby Brown did and sustain a career after all of these years. He's still on tour. N.E. forever, man. New edition forever, man. Bobby Brown was the dude. So I stand by that. Even though it's not a popular opinion, that's what I'm rolling with. Bobby Brown, look him up. I promise you, you'll it'll give you something to think about. But that being said, it's time to wrap this one up. But before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, want to thank Reggie, want to thank Terrence, want to thank DJ Anarchy, Cobank Holmes, Brighter Brains, want to thank you guys. I have a briefcast coming up on Super Bowl Saturday. We're going to go Facebook Live or Instagram Live. I will post that tomorrow, which will be Thursday, maybe Friday. Friday, I will post definitely which forum we will be on. Reggie will join me for that and maybe other guests. You don't know. We're going to do something live so you guys can be interactive. Please give us a call on the sports line, 832-941-6614. I'm going to post your predictions there. In addition to that, on Twitter or slash X at Wade's Word, on threads and Instagram at the Devin Wade. And if you can't remember any of that, Please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.